turning on that September day Where you in the yard with your wife and children Were working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock at the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger and fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Did you weep for the children who lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble And sob for the ones left did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue? And the heroes who died just doing what they do? Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer? And look at yourself and what really matters? I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I want to see Difference in our rock and our rain. But I know Jesus and I talk to God, and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us, and the greatest is love. Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Teaching a class full of innocent children Or driving down some cold interstate Did you feel guilty cause you're a survivor? In a crowded room did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? Close your eyes and not go to sleep. Did you notice the sunset the first time in ages? Speak to some stranger on the street. Did you lay down at night think of tomorrow? Go out and buy you a gun. Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching? Turn on I Love Lucy runs. Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers Stand in line and give your own blood Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family Thank God you had somebody to love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real difference in our rock and our rain. But I know Jesus and I talked to God and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us and the greatest is love. I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN I can tell you the difference in our rock and our rain. 
greatest is love And the greatest is love And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day Hey everybody, I'm Doc and welcome to a special 9-11 anniversary edition of the Boneyard. You know, for many of us, September 11th, that Tuesday morning, that bright sunny fall day started out as just a normal everyday weekday. Uh, but as events would soon unfold, uh, it was the day that uh, changed this country forever. My personal recollections of that Tuesday morning Kind of started off as any other morning. I got up, went downstairs to check my email, logged onto the internet, and saw something about the Twin Towers on fire in uh, Lower Manhattan. And I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is this? Is this some kind of internet prank? Uh, a little while later, I got a call from uh, my EMS dispatcher saying that uh, an EMS unit was en route to my uh, my residence to uh, pick me up and uh, the shit that Obviously, it was going to start early. I went in, reported early to uh, my sign truck, Medic 30, and uh, still had the gravity of the situation that was unfolding in uh, New York City, the Pentagon, and uh, soon to be Shanksville, Pennsylvania. In between uh, dispatched calls, you know, we uh, received what little information we could over the radio. We spent a good part of it that day uh, posting out in the city and we didn't have access to the uh, live television coverage that was uh, that was coming out of uh, both uh, the Pentagon, uh, obviously New York City, uh, you know, where all the events were unfolding. And I guess it wasn't until about 5.30 when we finally got back to the station and I was able to uh, watch that horrifying footage of the uh, the aircraft striking both the North and the South Tower, uh, the collapse eventually, uh, the the horror at the Pentagon, and uh, what we knew of Flight 93 at that point. And I gotta tell you, folks, it it, it enraged me that the terrorists would strike on our own home soil. A couple of the medics I worked with at uh at the ambulance service and I got together and we begged the owner of the ambulance service to send us to lower Manhattan. Now that would have been approximately about a 12 hour trip, but we were willing to do that out of our own pocket. We would pay our own way, buy our own food. And, uh, that request was, was subsequently turned down and, uh, it gave us a real sick, helpless feeling to know that our brothers and sisters, we're in harm's way, and we couldn't do anything about it. All we could do is offer up our prayers for you know the first responders there in Lower Manhattan, and uh, the responders out of Alexandria, Virginia. So I'm going to propose a question, folks. Uh, it's been 20 years since the attacks on 9/11. Why keep bringing that up? Why keep scraping over that that scar and exposing that old wound? year after year after year. Well, folks, 
for those that were able to remember and for those of us who lived through that day, I think it's it's important not to re- forget that day, especially to honor the fallen, our fallen citizens, our fallen first responder heroes, uh, those who have subsequently died of health complications from the attacks on 9-11, uh, obviously, you know, those killed in the global war on terrorism, which was a, uh, a result of those attacks. So uh, I'm going to throw in a little musical interlude here, just uh, something to kind of get you thinking. And the 
forgotten what happened on that day I sure as hell haven't now I don't sit around 364 days a year and brood about it uh, if you do life can't go on and I think that's the uh, that's the common denominator for all of us you know unfortunately life does go on after a tragedy like that but we owe it to ourselves and to those that we lost that day to never forget that day and to teach future generations about that day, that it wasn't just some day in the history book, folks. We lived that. We lived every minute of that tragedy. All right, guys, we're going to take just a uh, few minutes here to go over the chronology of events on September 11th. At 846 and 40 seconds, hijackers on Flight 11 struck the North Tower, that is One World Trade Center, impacting between the 93rd and 99th floors. It was until 9.02 and 11 seconds that Flight 175 crashes into the South Tower, which is two World Trade Center, between floors 77 and 85. At approximately 9.05 a.m., President Bush, who was in Sarasota, Florida, was notified of the tragedy. At 9.37 and 46 seconds, Flight 77 hits the Pentagon. At 9.59 a.m., the South Tower collapses. At 10.03 a.m., Flight 93 crashes in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, obviously killing all on board. 10.28 a.m., the North Tower collapses. And at 5.20 p.m., Tower 7 collapses at the World Trade Center Complex. Now, for those who aren't familiar with the World Trade Center Complex, there was actually seven buildings. Uh, one World Trade Center and two World Trade Center were obviously the North and South Tower. Uh, and there were several subsequent smaller buildings behind that. One of the first fire units on scene was the unit from Ten House, located within the complex itself at the World Trade Center complex. Uh, its address was 124 Liberty Street. Engine Company 10 and Ladder Company 10 were the first units there at the foot of the World Trade Center. And subsequently, they lost seven members from that house. In doing research for this podcast, uh, I came across the actual 9-11 fire dispatch tapes uh, that were released in depth. Uh, there was uh, an injunction made by the, uh, the families of those who, who died in the, uh, the Trade Tower tragedies to, uh, to, keep, those, to keep those communications uh, private uh, and out of the reach of the, the general public. But uh, that was subsequently overturned by a Supreme Court decision. And uh, I spent 
quite a time looking at those uh, those tapes, folks. Uh, how they uh, set up the incident command structure and all that, and uh, it's it's chilling. Uh, it's not the actual recordings per se, but it's the uh, it's the uh, dictation from those actual uh, transmissions. Now, try as I, I may, folks, I could not get an idea on who the first responding units were to the Pentagon. Uh, try as I might, there were many responding agencies that responded that day. Uh, a lot of mutual aid fire departments were on scene that day, including uh, D.C. Fire, Arlington, uh, there's quite a few agencies, so it was impossible to figure out who responded there first. Now, I can say that the Pentagon does have its own fire suppression unit, so it's obviously you know possible that they were the first insiders on scene, but as far as the outsiding or outside surrounding agencies that provided mutual aid that day, it's just too hard to tell, folks. I also came across in my research for uh, this podcast an awesome website. It's called www.911research.wtc7.net. And what it does is it compiles a list of everyone that we lost that day. Uh, those on the aircraft, those on the ground, first responders, everybody. Behind each name is a story and behind each story is a picture. And it's bone-chilling, folks, to look at the stories of, of these individuals. Uh, it's as though they were speaking out from beyond, letting us know that, hey, we may no longer be here, but yet we're still here. As I said a few minutes ago, folks, I came across the, uh, the dispatch from... New York City Fire on 9-11. I also came across the New York City Fire Department operations response on that day. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty intense, folks. Uh, the, the scene of that magnitude, you know, this country has, has never responded to an incident that big before. And the fact that the New York City Fire Department was able to respond and respond effectively for the situation they have, were given is just fucking awesome, folks. I got to say, uh, being in AMS, you know, I respond to, responded to, you know, fires and such over the years. But to, to have something on that scale, I couldn't imagine. And these guys were consummate professionals. Now, it's funny, when Incident Command sent out that fifth alarm, the responding units didn't hesitate. They grabbed their packs, they grabbed their tools, and they headed into the trade center just like it was any normal job to them. What does that say about those firefighters, folks? That they knew that they were headed into a dangerous situation that a lot of them may not make it out, but yet they shouldered their Scott Air packs, they grabbed their Halligan tools, and marched up those steps anyway to save as many people as they could. That, to me, epitomizes the word hero. Selfless sacrifice, folks. But there were a lot of stories that weren't told that day. 
ordinary co-workers went back into the trade centers to rescue their fellow co-workers and fellow New Yorkers. And their stories need to be told also. And we lost, now there's no telling how many lost that day trying to save others. Let's not forget about the silent heroes at the Pentagon who went back in to that burning section of building to save their fellow co-workers. And also the, uh, the passengers on Flight 93 who took control of that aircraft away from the hijackers. Of course, it subsequently crashed in that field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, but that flight, it was believed, was headed toward Washington to an unspecified target. Now, there's been speculation it could have been the White House or the Capitol building, but those passengers took control of that aircraft knowing that it would mean their own deaths, and they did so heroically. If you ever get a chance, one of the passengers on that flight was a gentleman named Todd Beamer, and his wife, Lisa Beamer, wrote a, a, a book that you just can't put down, folks. It's one of those books that just reaches in and grabs your soul. It's a, a heartbreaking tale of life after 9-11, uh, who Todd was, who Todd represented, and uh, Todd's legacy. So if you get a chance, folks... Uh, Google that book. I forget the name of it, to tell you the truth, folks, but it was an awesome read. You know, looking back, 9-11 was a day of national tragedy for this country, but it was also, I believe, one of our finest hours because we came together as a country. USA pride was everywhere. People put their personal differences aside and united for a common goal. And that's why we're the greatest country in the world, folks. Because when the shit hits the fan, we come together and we do what needs to be done. Yes, the terrorists struck a, a terrible blow that day. They took from us jewels that we can never replace in our crown. But they did not take away the fact that we are Americans. That we have pride and we love this country. And as a, a combat veteran, I'm getting teared up just, just saying this, folks. But it made me proud as hell to hear the chants of USA, USA, and the flags. The flags were everywhere, folks. And that's the one thing that the terrorists didn't take away from us. Yeah, they hit us. They threw in a really good sheep shot, and it hurt. And it stung, but we overcame, and we prevailed. I just want to share this with you guys. Uh, I came across a book. It's called Strong of Heart, and it was written by New York Fire Commissioner Thomas Van Essen, who was the acting commissioner on 9-11. And it was a, a powerful book, folks. Uh, it deals with the resiliency of the New York City firefighter. Uh, obviously, it goes through, you know, some of the, the history of the New York Fire Department, obviously. Uh, but it is it is an awesome read. I encourage you to uh, take time and, and read that book. 
and remember that everyone has a story from that day. Even those of us who weren't there, we all have stories. We all remember what we were doing on that day in history. So I encourage you to seek out these stories. Learn them. Embrace them. Keep their memory alive. You know, the victims we lost are no longer with us physically. But as long as we keep their memory alive, they're always going to be with us. I'm going to close out the podcast now. Uh, as usual, or as always, please feel free to send your comments to the Boneyard2021 at yahoo.com. That's the Boneyard2021 at yahoo.com. And we do have a, a special uh, edition. This podcast is a registered trademark of Whiskey Niner One Productions. So until next time, folks. Remember, it's not about the steak, the gristle, the meat, just the bare bones. See you next time.